Here on the ground, change happens fast. Problems feel frequent and urgent. It's loud and anxiety runs high. From a satellite view, the Earth looks the same as it did thousands of years ago. We've been here before. Let's learn from our past and shoot for a better future. Hello and welcome to this episode of A Satellite View. I'm Todd Mickelson, your host, speaking at you from Sunday, November 26th, 2023 in the Space and Time Continuum. We have a lot of stuff as per usual to cover, including uh, the sad story of Kiss's Detroit Rock City actually coming true. Whereas Fox and Carrie Lake and other people were trying to make it into a terror attack, a terrorist attack at the border of the United States and Canada. It sounds like a horrible accident. They're investigating what exactly happened, but uh, a guy and his wife, I think he was like 54 or 56 years old, he was wanting to go to the Kiss concert, drove his car really fast. It went airborne. And when it landed, it blew up. And because it was very right on, basically, the border of Canada and the United States, it had to be treated as a possible terror attack. But Fox News just went with it without any details. There has been a terrorist attack on a bridge between Canada and the United States. They said a vehicle was coming from Canada trying to get into the United States and exploded itself. They had no evidence of this, but that's what they went with. <laughs> And in reality, it was a guy. I hit top speed, but I'm still moving much too slow. A sad accident. He and his wife died, unfortunately. But um, yeah, Fox News, you know, then they just stopped talking about it. They didn't really report on it any more than that because they were completely wrong. Just sensationalists. And of course, trying to blame Joe Biden, of course. Anyway. I want to talk a little bit more. There's more and more information coming out about MAGA Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, the Republican Speaker of the House. To start that story, we're going to go back, way back to the year 421 BC, a comedy play entitled Peace, written by Aristophanes, who was a comedy playwright back in those days. And in his play Peace, the god Hermes provides the male character, I'm not even going to try and say his name, it's some, you know, some uh, Greek, na uh, you know, freaky name from that period. The god Hermes provides the main male character of the play with a female companion. And when that guy asks if there would be a problem if she became pregnant, Hermes responds, not if you add a dose of penny royal. Penny Royal was considered what is called an abortifacient, which means it can induce abortions. It was used for a bunch of stuff. Uh, Native Americans in the 1800s, and I'm sure for probably hundreds or thousands of years before that, uh, used it as a method of contraception. Women in some Native American tribes reportedly drank hot Penny Royal tea regularly as a method of contraception. Cleopatra. She lived from 51 to 30 BC. It was attributed to her writing about gynecology, recommends the use of penny royal with wine to induce abortions. 
If we want to talk about getting a little bit more modern, the history of abortion in the United States. It wasn't always a political or moral argument. I'm going to read from Hopkins Bloomberg Public Health. Until the mid-19th century, the U.S. attitude toward abortion was much the same as it had often been elsewhere throughout history. It was a quiet reality, legal until the quickening. That's when fetal motion could be felt by the mother. In the eyes of the law, the fetus wasn't a separate distinct entity until then, but rather an extension of the mother. What changed? America's first anti-abortion movement wasn't driven primarily by moral or religious concerns like it is today. Instead, abortion's first major foe in the U.S. was physicians on a mission to regulate medicine. Until this point, abortion services had been women's work, quote-unquote. Most providers were midwives, many of whom made a good living selling abortifacient plants, like Penny Royal. They relied on methods passed down through generations from herbal abortifacients, like Penny Royal. There were some other methods as well. The cottage abortion industry caught the attention of the fledgling American Medical Association, which was established in 1847 and, at the time, excluded women and black people from membership. Of course, <laughs> the AMA was keen to be taken seriously as a gatekeeper of the medical profession, and abortion services made midwives and other irregular practitioners an easy target. Their rhetoric was strategic. They basically wanted to put the midwives out of business. They wanted it to be considered a medical procedure instead of the way it had been for thousands of years. In 1857, the AMA took aim at unregulated abortion providers with a letter-writing campaign pushing state lawmakers to ban the practice. To make their case, they asserted that there was a medical consensus that life begins at conception rather than at quickening. So they just made up their own rules, again, going against basically a, a normal part of adult life since the beginning of humans. <laughs> their campaign succeeded. At least 40 anti-abortion laws went on to the books between 1860 and 1880. Yet some doctors continued to perform abortions in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. By then, abortion was illegal in almost all states and territories. But during the Depression era, doctors could see why women wouldn't want a child, and many would perform them anyway. In the 1920s and through the 1930s, many cities had physicians who specialized in abortions, and other doctors would refer patients to them, quote, off book, unquote. That leniency faded with the end of World War II. All across America, it's very much gender roles, and women were supposed to be in the home having babies. The shift in the 1940s and 50s meant that more doctors were prosecuted for performing abortions, which drove the practice underground and into less skilled hands. In 1965, 17% of reported deaths attributed to pregnancy and childbirth were associated with illegal abortion. Because it was dangerous. It didn't stop. As a matter of fact, modern teaching of contraception in schools and having abortion be safe and legal actually made abortions go down. A funny thing happened between 1963 and 65. Not funny, haha. Rubella. There was a rubella outbreak. I've heard of it. I don't know exactly what it is, but it sounds like some sort of virus. 
Catching rubella during pregnancy could cause severe birth defects. So that led medical authorities to endorse therapeutic abortions. But these safe legal abortions remained largely the preserve of the privileged. Women who are well-to-do have always managed to get abortions without a penalty. But if the woman, you know, was a, a single black working-class woman, she couldn't, she couldn't do this. Starting in the 60s, abortion became for the rich ladies. Rich men's and politicians, you know, their girlfriends. Not their wives, well, their wives too, probably, but rich women or women who are having an affair with a rich man, basically, is who had access to these safe abortions. Women who could afford it brought their cases to court to fight for access to hospital abortions. Other women gained approval for abortions with proof from a physician that carrying the pregnancy would endanger her life or her physical or mental health. These cases set off a wave of abortion reform bills in state legislatures that helped set the stage for Roe v. Wade. By the time Roe was decided in 1973, legal abortions were already available in 17 states, and not just to save women's lives. Now, MAGA Mike Johnson wants hard labor, hard labor imprisonment for doctors that perform abortions. Some other things that MAGA Mike wants. He wants a national abortion ban, of course. Maternal mortality rate in the United States was very high before Roe v. Wade, and it's going to go up now unless we codify Roe v. Wade. We have in Minnesota, but in some states, we've heard the stories of women almost dying in states like Texas because they can't get an abortion because they get sepsis or something like that. This is why you hear people say, abortion is part of health care. The women who have abortions way late, they were planning on having that child. There's some reason that they're having an abortion because either the child is going to die or they do an x-ray and, you know, the child doesn't have a head or something like that, or the woman is going to die. For some reasons, Republicans and MAGA Mike wants you to think that some women go through eight and a half months of pregnancy, and then they go, no, I, I changed my mind. I don't want this baby. That doesn't happen. Ugh. Here's Mike Johnson himself talking more about the subject of abortion. It, it is truly an American holocaust. I mean, the reality is that Planned Parenthood and all these big, you know, big abortion, uh, they set up their clinics in inner cities. Um, they, they are, you know, they, they regard these people as, as easy prey. An American Holocaust? Is he calling all women who have abortions Nazis? And he obviously has not gone through the Holocaust Museum. Does he not think that Jewish people are going to be deeply offended by this? He doesn't care about Jewish people. Republicans don't care about Jewish people. And further, the inner cities, because the people who live in the inner cities are easy prey. Why? Because they're not actual humans. They're animals who are just easily led over the cliff of the Holocaust? What are you saying here? This is extremely extreme. And now here's MAGA Mike's statement about Supreme Court Justice Thomas's statement about what they should do after they overturned Roe v. Wade. In Thomas's statement, he said, we also need to revisit legalized gay marriage and 
contraception. There's been some really bad law made. They've made a mess of our jurisprudence in this country for the last you know, several decades. And, and maybe some of that needs to be cleaned up. And what, what Justice Thomas is calling for is not radical. In fact, it's the opposite of that. You know, we finally have a majority of originalists on the court. MAGA Mike wants to outlaw contraception. He wants to outlaw gay marriage and outlaw just being gay. MAGA Mike has tried to pass the same don't say gay legislation that passed in Florida. He has tried to get that passed, or he wrote bills about it. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't even get out of committee, because even his fellow Republicans know that that is absolutely nuts. But MAGA Mike is the author of bills trying to get the don't say gay law passed federally. (laughs) He wants to do the book bans. He wants the elimination of hate crime statutes. Why? He wants people to perform hate crimes? There's a reason that hate crime statutes became a thing in the United States. It's different if you kill somebody just because they're black or Jewish or something like that, and you hate them so much just because they're black or Jewish, you're going to get a different type of punishment. MAGA Mike has also wanted in the past and talked about having the Ten Commandments prominently displayed in public buildings. He wants Bible study in schools. He wants creation science in public schools. They try and name it something to make it more palatable for people who are not crazy. You know, oh, Democrats, if we attach the word science, so we call it creation science, well, that should be taught in schools too. No, no, no. You can teach that in your church if you want. You know, nobody believes it when you do teach it in your church. I don't know. Maybe they do. Very small amount of people do. Because creationism is not science. It's not science. It's theology. And therefore should not be taught in public schools. MAGA Mike. So, this is the modern-day Republican Party, led by this guy, they got to own it. They got to own it. They also got to own things like Moms for Liberty, a Philadelphia leader of Moms for Liberty, who's also a pastor. This is how well they vet their leaders. In 2012, he was thrown in jail because as a 25-year-old man, he was having sex with a 14-year-old boy. A 14-year-old boy is not making his own decisions on whether or not he wants to have sex with you. This is child molestation. This is pedophilia. This is sexual assault. And I don't have a problem with the homosexual part of the equation, but it's always these people who are trying to outlaw homosexuality that end up being homosexual. Apparently, they hate themselves so much that they need to fight against it. I don't know. They think they're afflicted or something. Their problem. Not ours and not other homosexual people just trying to live their lives. Being who they are. Moms for Liberty not doing a very good job of vetting their leaders. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and cover some of the crazy stuff that has been going on since I spoke at you last. You're listening to A Satellite View. We'll be right back. 
on a satellite view. Todd Mickelson speaking at you. This just in. Reading from the Daily Beast. As the New York Attorney General's bank fraud trial against Donald Trump dragged on for its eighth week on Tuesday, one-time Trump Organization accountant Jeffrey McConney took the witness stand and actually cried. He said, I'm an honest person. He mumbled through tears, looking back glowingly at his time at the famous real estate company. I got to do things that a normal accountant would, wouldn't be able to do. I'm very proud of the work I did in that 35 years. <laughs> this guy's just as crazy as the rest of them. I mean, it's all, these people are crazy. He was crying because he's sick of law enforcement trying to go through him to get to Trump. He's saying stuff like, I just want to relax and stop being accused of misrepresenting assets with the company that I was working for. I think everything was justified. I feel proud of what I did. But the grand jury who convicted the Trump organization on all counts, some of the uh, jurors told the Daily Beast that the jury quickly grew tired of McConney's antics after fully realizing that he was stonewalling the prosecution and just could not say enough for the defense. He was trying to take the blame. He was trying to play dumb. McConney played the same know-nothing role when AG lawyers last month grilled him on his role in the alleged bank and insurance fraud plot. He was trying to say, I made mistakes. He was trying to cover for Donald Trump. McConney quickly recovered his composure before getting follow-up questions from Andrew Amer, special litigation counsel for the Attorney General, and McConney went right back to claiming ignorance when asked about contradictions in his testimony. Contradictions in his testimony. That's what happens when you lie. You can't keep track of the lies you told, so you tell another lie and now you're contradicting yourself. When state investigators questioned him in court on October 5th, McConney revealed that he'd already received 375000 but was still owed 125000 That monetary arrangement raises obvious red flags given the concern that his former employer may still have considerable influence over the witness in the case because he was promised $500,000 in a severance package from Trump. I'll give this money to you, but you know what to do if you go to court. Shutty, shutty the mouth, right? Zip it. Or figure out another way. Take all the blame. I don't care. But do not send me to jail. But on one of the documents where he said, no, I put this document through. Trump never saw it. He wrote on a, with a blue pen, pending approval from Donald Trump. DJT, I think it was, which is, of course, Donald John Trump. So that, very damning evidence. I know it sounds a little confusing because evidence is coming out in court, but actually the organization has been found guilty on all counts already. So what they're doing is presenting all of this to the judge, who is the jury, because there is no jury, because Trump's lawyers did not ask for one. Evidence is being presented to the judge so that the judge can decide just how much to disengorge the Trump organization, because... The Trump organization has engorged themselves with fraudulent money, and the judge needs to make a judgment as to how much engorgement of fraudulent money happened. So we need to know how much was fraud, how much of the money we're talking about is fraud, 
the people who know most about how this works are predicting it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's another confusing thing is in a lot of the reports, people are saying up to $250 million. Did I say thousand before? No, I meant million. They're saying up to $250 million, but it's likely going to be more than that. The case, basically, it begins at $250 million. Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, is saying, well, I have definitely found at least $250 million in fraudulent engorgement. <laughs> I love using the engorgement and disengorgement. I take it as it starts, and I think most of the people that I'm getting information from, which are a lot of lawyers who are talking about this and know how these things work, they're kind of making it sound like it starts at $250 million. It's likely going to be more like $600 million. Also, people are talking about things like Trump could lose Mar-a-Lardo because he's going to have to liquidate in order to pay all this money. $250 million is a lot of money. $650 million is a huge, a huge ton of money. He says, I, I have at least $12 billion. People say I have the most money, the likes of which has never been seen, which is, you know, BS. Why is he asking for money? Why can't he pay for his legal bills? Why is he not paying his lawyers? He has horrible lawyers because... Lawyers know he doesn't pay his lawyers, so he can't get good lawyers. <laughs> the lawyers representing him in these cases are not doing a good job at all. And it has to be remembered that in some of these other cases, they're criminal. This one is a civil case, so it's dealing just with money pretty much. But it's also taken away business licenses for all people involved. Eric Trump, Don Trump Jr., Alan Weisselberg, Donald Trump Sr. are going to lose their ability to do business in the state of New York. And they're going to have to pay this money to the state of New York, paying their illegal, fraudulently engorged money back to the taxpayers of New York, because the taxpayers of New York are the victims in this crime. Donald Trump might have to sell Mar-a-Lardo. He might have to take his name off of the Trump Towers because he doesn't actually own Trump Towers. He only owns the bottom level and rents out to commercial property, rents it out. And he might have to liquidate that. He might have to liquidate an awful lot of stuff, which will make the Trump name get pulled off of a lot of buildings. He thinks he can get out of all this stuff by becoming president. But already you heard in this Colorado, Judge Wallace said that, no, he can still be on the ballot. So we talked last time or the time before about the 14th Amendment and other parts of the Constitution that clearly disqualify Trump, actually would also disqualify people like Ted Cruz because they were involved in an insurrection. And these parts of the Constitution basically say, if you're part of an insurrection, you cannot be on a ballot. You cannot hold any public office in the United States. This judge ruled that, yes, Donald Trump did engage in an insurrection. But then she kind of wussed out and was afraid to actually say, nope, Trump can't be on the ballot here in Colorado. She said, it doesn't mention specifically the office of the presidency. It does mention 
you know, Congress and the Senate and state legislatures. It doesn't mention by name the office of the presidency, but it does say cannot hold any elected office, any office of government. So there is an appeal. The appeal is saying, okay, you ruled that he engaged in an insurrection. And we're going to say the wording in the Constitution does include the office of the president. I, I mean, it's the presidency is named the office of the commander in chief, the office of the president everywhere. So, yes, it is an office within the government. And I think maybe this judge even knew that that would happen, but she just didn't want to be the person, the first person in the universe to say, Donald Trump cannot be on the ballot to run for president. I think she probably realized, okay, this is going to be appealed. I'm going to rule that, yes, he did engage in an insurrection, and then it'll be an easy appeal to come back and say, all right, this judge decided that, yes, he did engage in an insurrection. We're just here to prove that the office of the president is included in the 14th Amendment. I think possibly Judge Wallace realizes that that would be a successful appeal. And a funny thing about this is Trump is also appealing the ruling, <laughs> even, though, even though it said, no, he can still be on the ballot. He's appealing it because Judge Wallace ruled that he did engage in an insurrection. So that's why Trump is appealing it. It's just, it's just uh... another thing, Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. This is pretty hilarious. And I want this to be part of, let's start listening to what some of these people are saying including Charlie Kirk. Now, he's, he's all hung up on Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is a woman who has immense power and cannot be, like, voted out of that power. They're saying that when she has a concert in the city, it's the equivalent of bringing the Super Bowl to the city. One city reported that they added 3,000 jobs because of the Taylor Swift concert. Even if they're temporary jobs, the cities are making tons of money because of the huge spectacle of a, of a Taylor Swift concert. These shows are immense, and she's got rabid fans, and she's just asking them to vote. She's not saying vote for Biden. She's not telling anybody who to vote for. She's just saying to her fans, please vote. And then, obviously, a lot of her fans, the vast majority, are going to be young women. And Republicans know that that's just killing them right now. So this is pretty hilarious, but listen to what Charlie Kirk says here. Taylor Swift is going to come out in the presidential election and she's going to mobilize her fans. And we're going to be like, oh, wow, what, where did all these young female voters come from? We, we better have a plan for that. Taylor Swift, I think she put up one voter registration link and she registered millions and millions. And we, let's just be honest, all the Swifties want is swift abortion. And Republicans have got to figure out how they're going to message. Again, if you had a strong RNC, why are they not putting together a messaging summit? Well, Ron is too busy attacking me. The RNC is too busy attacking Turning Point. So Charlie Kirk knows that Republicans cannot win if everybody votes. So he wants Taylor Swift to stop. He, he knows he can't get her to stop doing this. He knows this is, it's driving them crazy because it's, women power, and they can do nothing about it. Here's what Chris Christie is saying. 
Chris Christie is saying Donald Trump will be convicted in April. He will be a convicted felon. And both the Republican Party and the United States deserves better than that. He goes on to say, Donald Trump cannot beat Joe Biden. Therefore, we will have Biden-Harris administration for four more years. And what they're going to do is they're going to make Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. into a state or, you know, separate, two separate states so that the Republicans can never have a majority in Congress ever again. They're going to, he uses the term, pack the Supreme Court. In reality, it's just updating the Supreme Court. When it was decided to have nine Supreme Court justices, there were nine appellate courts in the country. Now there are 13. So there should be 13 plus the vast amount of population growth. SCOTUS is way too thin. It's too small. It should at least match the number of appellate courts at 13. That's the argument. Chris Christie feels sure that that will happen in the next five years. He also feels sure that Washington, D.C. will be made into a state and Puerto Rico will be added as a state. And then he feels sure that if that happens, Republicans will never have power again. That's Chris Christie saying that. He's trying to warn Republicans to get rid of Trump so that these changes can't come. I don't know. Those changes sound great to me. <laughs> you know, let's get into the modern day. We haven't added a state to the union since 1959. We have seven, I believe, uh, territories. They can vote for president, but they can't have senators or congresspeople. It's kind of the same as the United States was under England. Taxation without representation. They can't vote in their own senators or congresspeople, but they still are part of the United States, paying taxes to an entity that they cannot vote within. They can vote for president, but they can't vote for any congresspeople. They don't have anybody in Congress to represent them, and they should. And these are going to be the first two of the seven territories for sure if this starts happening, and it should start happening. It's more fair. It's more American. Chris Christie thinks it is going to happen. He thinks it is going to happen. So thank you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> thank you, women. Thank you, African-American voters. Thank you, Gen Z voters for for voting. I mean, this is the first time in my lifetime that young people have voted in the amounts that they are voting. And Republicans are scared feces over the whole thing. We got to stop people from voting. If, they, if everybody votes, then Joe Biden's going to win. We got to stop people from voting. We got to figure out ways to make it so that people can't vote. We've run out of time again keeps happening so quick just when we're starting to have fun thank you so much for listening we got to stick together and uh, help each other argue for what's good and against what's bad and that's what we're trying to do here on a satellite view again thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon
been listening to A Satellite View with Todd Mickelson. Go to toddmickelson.com for links and more information. Thank you.